Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina, and on this episode, I have... Marit from Blended Family Frappe, and she has her husband with her. Hi, Dan. Hi, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining. Um, You two are married, have been married for how long? Um, We've been married for 11 years, and we've been together for, it'll be 15 years this year. Okay. And yeah, <laughs> I'm told it's my job to keep track of all things important. So yes. <laughs> um, so and your stepdaughter Marit is um, out of the house, out of kind of the thick of co-parenting. How old is she? Uh, she's 21, and my bio daughter also is 21. So all kids are out of the house. Yes. So you guys, I mean, I've had, I've had you on before. I've had you on before and we talked about some things, but I love that you have Dan with you to kind of talk about the relationship between dad and stepmom and how they support one another. And you've been through it. you've learned along the way um and any advice that you can give to us fine people who are still trying not to lose our minds yeah i'm (laughs) yeah we're like veterans right we've been (laughs) we've been there um so i would say um well starting in the beginning so we met you know a million years ago and completely clicked and had kids the same age and it just seemed on paper this was the obvious oh well obviously this is fabulous and I was already a parent so I thought becoming a step parent probably wouldn't be that complicated (laughs) mistake number one oh honey (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh sweet um and um and Dan um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he thought at all. I guess I shouldn't speak for you, but I don't think you probably thought it was going to be complicated. Oh, either. no. I thought it'd be just fine. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> we just did it, you know, what did we know? And then things got, and then shockingly, things did get really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got really complicated. Um, there was friction for sure from the beginning. I think, um, something that was a big issue for us was we have opposite parenting styles. Um, His daughter was classic, um, what I would classify as divorce guilt parented. She was really indulged. She didn't really have boundaries. I heard she had a helicopter parent too. (laughs) Yeah, she did. Who was that? I forget who that was. (laughs) Was that you, Dan? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In hindsight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it just that, but you know, it's not when you're dating, you're not really sure, like at what point do I bring up that I see some issues? And so, um, we have been going out maybe that birthday party thing. Do you remember that? That was in, I want to say that was spring sometimes. So we've been probably going out like six months. And we're all in the car, all four of us are in the car, and we're driving my stepdaughter to a birthday party. And she starts from the, my, my daughter's in the car too, and um, she's telling my daughter about the birthday party, and there's going to be, you know, like, it was at a, like a kid whose parents were in the circus or something. I don't, I don't know, but I just remember there were going to be ponies at this 
party. So she's like, there's going to be ponies. And my daughter's like, ponies at a birthday party. Like, it's this amazing. And then my stepdaughter starts <laughs> doing this sing-songy, I'm going to a party and you're not, like a like an after-school special. And well, it, 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 Cartman from it South Park couldn't have done it better. It was crazy. <laughs> and, I was just, and I sat there just stunned. We were both just stunned. And she kept doing it. And Dan kept saying nothing. And I was like... Um, and then, so I finally was like, Hey, that's really, you know, that's very unacceptable. It's extremely rude to say that when she's already sad to be missing out on this party and you're rubbing it in. Mm -hmm. And like, I just, you know, like I wasn't, I mean, I didn't yell at her or anything, but I was definitely very, this is unacceptable and, and it will stop now. Mm -hmm. And Dan still did nothing and said, I don't well, know. I, I don't. Did you kind I of chime you in? Did you back me up? Yeah, I did. <laughs> maybe like <laughs> one of the only times, maybe. We can hold one hand <laughs> up now. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but it was just this moment. I just feel like it was this defining moment where I was like, what? Am I in an al alternate reality? Oh, yeah. Like, it was very surreal. It was like, I, uh, uh, it was like a sitcom moment, surreal. It was, and I that should have been my first, well, it probably wouldn't have been the first red flag, but it oh, should yeah. have been a major <laughs> red flag to me that this was just beyond anything that I, like who? Well, I would say it's I a just, normal kid thing to do across the board that kids kids naturally do. I'm not sure. trying to defend them no. or in any way there, but. Yeah, I mean, um, I agree. The abnormal is, part is a parent letting them do it and seeing right. nothing wrong with it and not stepping in on oh, it. Correct. Correct. Like, oh, I was stunned. That I didn't just know what to blew do. my mind. That just blew my mind. But like, how would you not know what to do? Like, this is, I mean, your kid never misbehaved before. Like, you No, never... I'm a Disneyland dad and I only get the good things. <laughs> and so I was prepared to yeah, I, handle, hand out consequences or so Mark, what, when did you kind of have a conversation with him about I guess the different parenting styles and how did that when did you start to I think that we um I, I like I don't think we had that specific conversation but I think that we there were just a lot of um um, not a lot of incidences like that, but there were a lot of issues that sort of clearly became, um, you know, you've heard me say before, probably many times, what you think of as a stepkid issue might be a partner issue. And, yeah, and that was it, something that it took me a long time to figure out where I really thought that my stepdaughter's behavioral issues were her or easy to blame her mom too, because her mom was high conflict. And it took me a really long time to realize it was my, it was the good guy. It was me. It was all you along. the whole time. Yep. <laughs> Who knew? No one knew. No one knew. And so it took me a really long time to realize that Dan was the twist ending. <laughs> the, the twist ending problem. He's inside the house. <laughs> He's inside the house. <laughs> so it just once I realized that, and we, we both kind of realized that, which I, honest to God, don't think was till after we moved in together. And so we'd been together for years Oh, yeah, I think it was after the that. dust started settling even later that we really started realizing that, um, you know, our, what we can control, our sphere that we can control is very small, and it ends at our fingertips, basically. Right. And so, you know, I, again, it, it goes back to relying on somebody else to do the right thing or to do, you know, to cooperate or to get along and waiting or, or, or operating just from the principle that eventually they're going to cooperate or get along is, is a handicap in many mm. situations like this. Right. So I, so I think your, your feeling was, oh, eventually she'll, you know, this won't be an issue and it will just smooth itself out oh, yeah, magically. magically. <laughs> right. Which um, didn't, didn't happen. No. Um, well, I it, beg to differ. I think magically, eventually, okay. with enough time, it did get better. So it is oh. accurate that actually things did, in fact, eventually get better inexplicably. But magically. also, but also, you really did step up. I yeah, mean, there, it took a while. there was a there was a definite shift. Yeah. So at about um, probably about two years in, I hit my I hit the wall and was like I cannot and it was a, that was a 
very danger point of our relationship. And Dan at that point really did suddenly, I mean, and literally overnight was like, I'm handling this. And all of a sudden there were boundaries with his ex. All of a sudden there were, yeah. But all of a sudden you parented your kid and just, I mean, it really was. So it took two years of like crying and fighting Mm -hmm. for anything to really change. But a lot of that was also acknowledging that there was a problem. Oh, figuring things out. Yeah, figuring things out and me figuring out there was a problem and and figuring out the right way to talk to you about it without, right. I mean, I don't want to be the person who's like, hey, your kid's kind of acting like a brat, dude. You know, mm-hmm. like who wants to be that person? Like yeah. way to reinforce the wicked stepmother shit, right? And mm-hmm. um, and also it's not like, you know, I also don't, it's not like I'm a perfect parent. I'm definitely not a perfect parent, you know? So I didn't want to be like, well, you need to listen to me about this is how we should obviously be raising the kids. Um, and it, and again, we weren't living together yet. We weren't, when do you have that conversation about how do we proceed together? And eventually I, um, there, there for sure was some improvement, but not so much that my stepdaughter's behavior didn't continue to be a problem. And so eventually we kind of switched to, um, what I would classify as parallel parenting within our house where I parented my kid and he parented his kid. And if there were behavior issues that affected my kid, then I stepped in, in as much as it affected my child. And other than that, I just kind of zipped my lip. And I would say there's also a third and fourth parallel parenting as um, our kids, bio, other bio parents did their own thing as well. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And so what a mix. For sure. So a huge factor in all of that, because, you know, when a parent is, um, a co-parent is saying that oh well you don't really have to you know you don't really have to follow those rules because those aren't my rules so my rules are the ones that count it's really you know how can you get any kid to anyway so it's complicated um so it took it took a really long time um for us to a recognize there was a problem and b be able to talk about the problem and then c slowly rectify the problem yeah recognizing the problem and knowing what to do about are two separate skill sets totally yeah yeah and it takes a lot of conversations between the two of you. So Dan, would you say that looking back, you minimized the power that you actually had in evoking the change? I did not recognize the massive amounts of power and potential that I had at my fingertips and had no clue until, you know, way late in the game. So my, my most effective um, strategies or parenting that I could have done uh, you know, that window was gone. And so I, you know, I have what I've got left, which, so, and I do what I do now, but um, I certainly um, recognizing uh, a lot of these, these issues, the, uh, you know, that, that I wasn't ever going to be able to get along with my ex and that I needed to have boundaries in order to protect my current family. And I needed to step up and advocate uh, proactively um, about our blended family and about Mart being in the life and and what she brings to the table and all that. So, mm-hmm. and, and and also on the flip side of it, not tolerating uh, disrespect or uh, sour attitudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was very much a kid glove kind of thing. Oh, you have bad feelings. Let's talk it out for the next two hours until we get through this. Oh my God, I wish he were exaggerating, but he's not. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it would be like two no. hours. Would have been far more effective, just like, yeah, that was unacceptable. Go to your room when you can be a reasonable person. You can come back. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh. I, my daughter and I would look at each other and be like, well, I guess they're going to be in there. Just, you want to watch oh, a yeah. show? Yeah, let's go crazy. watch a show. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It was crazy. Meanwhile, I would go pull teeth and herd cats. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I think uh, what, you, what you just said is what essentially us – stepmoms are always looking to our partners for like understanding support that validation real because especially in high conflict situations we're looking at our partners being like you need to do something because in our roles we're like we're freaking powerless man like we can't the other chick doesn't even want to acknowledge that i exist so it's not like i can like stand up and make shit change but 
Like this is affecting my home. This is affecting our family. Like do something about it. Yeah. And I, the leader. Yeah. That's that's just all there is to it. Regardless of, of who's who's the parent, whoever is the bio parent of that child, or the, they're the leader and the coach, and they're the they're the team captain in that regard. So then, Mar would be the team captain when it came to her kid to coordinate and make sure all team players got along. Yeah, yeah, and I think. I think sometimes in, especially in the beginning of relationships, like you come into the situation and like for speaking for myself, like I feel like my husband was like, he did a bait and switch type of thing where he was like, yeah, things are kind of cool. Like everything's, you know, we kind of got things figured out. We have the schedule. And then it was like, boom, bio mom is lying about my husband abusing her so she, she can try and get domestic violence emergency wow. housing and that right there it should have been my red flag to like run <laughs> but, <laughs> but i obviously stuck around and it's like you know you i you're trying it's like you're in the situation all of a sudden you're like oh so i actually my role is now i have to support you and try and give you the courage to stick up against your ex yeah like why is that my role well and not just and not just support him but educate him maybe like yeah it's just, not, it actually it's a, it's a team thing because like i would have yeah. been lost on my own trying to do that i yeah. just wouldn't have known where to go and so even if we weren't as effective as we could have been um definitely having two heads and somebody who's a step removed who can see things who can see the bigger picture and bring yeah. information to the table. Whereas, you know, like, like for me, um, you know, all the drama was on my end of the thing. Um, and so it was very challenging for me to see because I was so close to it. And of course I felt everything rode on the last, every, everything I did, and you know, so much more so for Bart. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I felt the same way. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was going to say when we met, I mean, you, you weren't even educated about your own rights as a parent. Oh, no, yeah. No, I Where? nearly lost uh, my, my daughter, custody of my daughter quite a bit through default because yeah. my my ex had bullied me into not spending as the allotted time with my daughter that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll get to that, we'll start it or whatever, you know, the, the excuses and the put-offs. And it wasn't until I finally said enough's enough, we're starting right now. And I barely got in under the wire because it, I found out at least here in Nevada, um, you get two years before you can go back and address the court and say, see, they're not even seeing their kid. And of course, all, all my expert had to done is just say, yeah, he's not interested. He's not coming by and trying to do anything. The whole time I'm like, well, you don't return my calls. I'm trying to come over and see him. I'm trying to see more. And you're always saying no, you know, that never ends up in court. Or if it right. does, yeah. it's like he said, she said, and, and of course the poor dispensative uh, mom in there. Yeah. Dan was like, oh, I got to you know, save up money and get a lawyer. I'm like, you don't need a lawyer. Your paperwork says you have 50-50 of your kid. Oh, yeah. You need to just, like, make it happen. Oh, that yeah. That is one fortuitous thing that I had to go through. I had a divorce decree, and I had a custody schedule written out from from the court yeah but that couldn't help you if you couldn't be your own advocate no you're absolutely right i mean there, that just says here's the plain rules and then yeah. it's up to me to enforce them yeah so that was so that was that was really an uphill battle too of dan you know was so scared of losing access to his kid mm -hmm. that he didn't I, I mean really that is the core that was really the core of the fear of parenting i would too. say that's what changed my parenting or affected my parenting the most for was sure. the fear of um you know, if, if I discipline my kid or if I make it unpleasant for her, right. she's gonna, not going to want to come see me. Well, or... because she and her mom had made it very clear that, you know, well, I guess I shouldn't say made it very clear, but they really, they sure made it sound like, well, you know, if she's not happy enough, then oh, yeah, things can change, know. you know, well, when she's 12, she can choose for herself and like the, just kind of this implied threat, like, well, we better give her the red carpet treatment a hundred percent of the time, or we're going to lose access to this kid. And, and, you know, we didn't know. So we felt really, again, we just you cannot stress enough. You've got to educate yourself about your right. actual parenting rights right. and your legal rights as a parent and the legal limitations that the other parent may have. And you, you know, you just don't know if you aren't, um, even having gone through a breakup, I was never divorced, or sorry, I was never married to my 
daughter's dad, but even having gone through a custody process with him, I still was very ignorant about things like this because we just, we didn't have those issues and that the stuff had not come up for us. Mm -hmm. So it was really, um, so I think that played a big role in the guilty parenting because you, you really were concerned and I was too, like, well, any misstep is going to cost us this kid and this family that we're going to build. Like, where do you go from there? How are you supposed to parent your kid? Well, you lose all your, you lose all your power when you yeah. operate from that perspective. And that was totally. what we didn't see until late in the process is yep. that by not believing and seeing that we had the authority, that we had the power, um, of course, we didn't have it then. Right. Because we didn't see it. So how could right. we? Right. And so, you know, I, I, I attributed all of the power to my ex there. And it uh, wasn't until late in the game that I realized, like, well, I can say no. And I still have my head on my shoulders. You know, I didn't get bitten off. Yeah. Well, verbally, yes. But physically, it's there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was, I want to ask. So when you, when you first started to establish boundaries and make those changes oh. and kind of exert your power like what was the pushback like so, what was... Oh, it was terrible so, yeah. so it, it started <laughs> once i realized it was a problem and that uh, this person wasn't my advocate or my friend or you know once i realized this was this is a business arrangement this isn't um a, a, a friendly arrangement yes uh, the first thing that that i had to do was to quit agreeing to things over the phone knee-jerk and like i say person is very intimidating she's got me by the balls more or less in my mind and uh -huh. so um the first thing i had to do was to stop um having verbal conversations well a she was abusive verbally abusive and so she would scream at me and you know yell at me and 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 that sort of thing and it wasn't you know i find it to, i i i guess that's where it really started is like hey if you're going to be i realized this was unacceptable behavior and if you're going to be uncivil to me then i'm going to get off the phone and mm -hmm. so I started there. And then eventually I realized that I just can't have any phone conversations because I was always talked into something that I didn't, I wasn't happy with or screwed our family in some some way or other. And uh, just always getting the short end of the stick over, over the phone. And then also she um, would remember things differently than I remembered them. Uh, and, having uh, documentation is very key. Right. And so, so I changed over to text and email only. And once we did that, she was quite upset about that. Um, mm -hmm. But once we did that, then that, that helped a lot. But then, then, then she changed her tack to every email was, let me lay out, let me oh connect all the dots for everybody. If anybody was ever reading this, that what a terrible abusive father you are and how dangerous it is. Yeah, um, wow. and, so forth and so on. Every email was clearly written to be used against it was written for the third party it wasn't yeah. written to me it was written to no. i'm establishing this documented yep. body blah blah yeah um just to be really clear i'm the victim and that's right you're the bad guy so in case there's any doubt about that let's just write a five mile long email to about how you clarify. let your daughter get sunburned this weekend so i want to ask really quick just in this because I'm still in the thick of things, right? So the emails, because same situation. I mean, we um, are parallel parenting. We only do email or text. Um, I even try and keep face-to-face -face conversations brief just because of well, Absolutely. my own uncomfortableness. But um, so, Marit, how did you, did you have feelings when these emails would come in and like how did you feel through all of that um because me personally i get super anxious yeah and start sweating and <laughs> did all of that um complicated because i'm a so i'm a really good communicator yeah. communicating is kind of my jam i'm the and opposite dance, <laughs> dance opposite. she probably taught you a lot hasn't she Oh, tremendously, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, the, Let's touch more. I don't, right, I don't think you're a bad communicator exactly, but you just, it just doesn't occur to you what needs to be communicated all of the time. Because when you do communicate it, you're great at it. Sure. But it's like getting there. Anyway. Yeah, who knows what to communicate. Right. <laughs> so you essentially have to build the bridge for them to cross it. Like right, that's right. what I, yeah. So, um, so I would see, 
so Dan did some minor email communication in the early days about things that were complex, like vacation dates or the summer schedule or whatever. And I would just see him sweating bullets over, you know, not answering the email, first of all, taking forever. And I'm like, I'm trying to make our vacation dates. Like, you need to answer this email so it's settled so I can buy plane tickets or I can tell my parents when we're coming to the lake or I can, you know, let my sister know when we need to stay at her place. Like, I need you to move forward with this. And he just had such a mental block about it and was so passive. Was about, well, sure. <laughs> I, I understand. I mean, I, it wasn't like I didn't get that. But it's also life that you have to deal with, you know? I mean, it, right. it is. And so, um, so it drove me crazy. And then I can't explain what happened, but somehow that evolved into Marit will write the draft of the I can email. Tell you how it oh, happened. that's my situation. Oh, no. Oh, you have to so get yourself out of that. I can help with that. No, no, no. no? Let me. Well, you finish. I'm just going to finish the evolution of the emails so that we have an so end. So then, so then what happened is that so then we would have like these oh my god we would be in like hiding in the bedroom like for hours oh, we lost so much family time we lost because so we much family time like it is probably one of the things i'm angriest about oh yeah is yeah. how much time we spent trying to craft the perfect email strategy that, session yeah that that you know negated all, yeah that negated all of her accusations and oh. of course we never could because then the next email picked apart the last email and it was just insane mm -hmm. and um and then they kind of moved into a new situation because we were in litigation and so um so then what started happening was she actually started cc'ing me on the emails oh, yeah. and her new husband and so we were all four on the email chain but she would do really passive aggressive shit. Like, um, I would reply. I'm like, I'm CC'd on the email. I'm gonna reply. You know, if there's if you bring something up that is relevant to me. And she would reply, but to Dan, and say things like, "If Mara has an issue with blah 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 blah," and I'd be like, "I'm on the email. You just uh, me. Yeah, you just yeah. drove me crazy." And I. <laughs> so we started that because I was the keeper of the family calendar. And so I said, like, look, if it's a, there's this friction between houses that, you know, Dan's forgetting appointments or whatever, like, just tell me, tell me if there's a change in her schedule, tell me, she, I will make sure she, you know, thinking, this I can help with this. And then, but the thing is, she didn't want help. She didn't want the problem solved. She didn't want, she wanted Dan to be the bad guy. And so I was really hampering that process for her. Um, finally, I, when I was CC'd on one too many arguments between her and Dan, I finally said, please take me off the email thread. I don't want to be included anymore. And then I got one last snarky email that said, well, you're the one who asked to be included because you said that you're blah, blah, the family calendar. And I was like, yep. And now I'm not anymore. So, and then I had to not only take myself off the chain, I had to at least temporarily set up a filter on Gmail to send all of her emails to a totally different email address so that I knew I wouldn't see them in my inbox mm. because I just could, because I had it's so much anxiety about it. I got panic attacks oh, yeah. when I'd see her name in my inbox. Oh yeah. And I like I mean I'm not exaggerating. I mean I had like an actual anxiety oh, yeah. disorder panic attacks. Sure. And I had to I'm like I have to get over this. I need to be able to read my other <laughs> emails. Right. Yeah. A long ass time. I must have had her blocked. But and then I would just check like once a week or something and just brace myself for checking once a week and just make sure that there wasn't anything you know, critical or urgent mm -hmm. that, that I, I needed to know about. And it's, and it's sad that it's like shit like that. That's like, really? Like, I, know. I can't even be involved to just help. Like, yeah. you, like, it's like, can you not see that I'm help, trying to help the situation? Like why? It's, it's stuff like that where it's like, yeah, I can try all that I can to be nice and cordial and, you know, cooperative and all that stuff. But if I'm not met with any open, you know, like, like if I'm just met with combativeness, it's like, how is this on me? So I, I, and then, stepping and then, back, 
disengaging. Yeah. Right. And then I'm still getting, you know, and then I'm still the bad guy because I'm the one who's not being cooperative and I'm the one who's being difficult. Yeah. It's clearly me, you know, Mm -hmm. but I will say, um, in fairness with hindsight, I did not contribute piece to that situation. I never should have gotten involved. No, all. no. I never should have gotten far. involved. And I really do think that my involvement in the long run made things worse between houses. And it was I, an evolution though. Well, it was. And, but I don't think at any point that my, that my involvement helped because off the bat, she was like, well, your emails don't you, sound like no. you. And you know, she was, I mean, she had a, she had a problem. Doesn't matter. She, it doesn't matter. Anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> It was, it was a problem from the outset and I wish I had never gotten involved is really one of yeah. my deep regrets. I, and I really wish I would have learned about BIP emails sooner Oh yeah, because that would have been the winning ticket. Yeah. Well, I can tell you how you got involved is because I would get these emails and A, I wouldn't respond to them. And <gasps> B, uh, <laughs> when I did respond to them, because I get these nasty emails and they're lengthy and they accuse me of all these terrible things. And so now... I got, I felt the need to respond to all these things, of course, point by point by point. And, Defend yourself, sure. Yeah, and of course, so what probably took my ex 20 minutes to draft off and send in a huff takes me six hours to craft a response because I'm not a fast writer. Again, no exaggeration. And uh, yeah, that's not, exa- <laughs> I mean, that would be my Saturday. Like I got to respond to this email. And anyhow, and so that's, so you're like, it was painful to watch me. Yeah, it was painful. And so you were like, well, I can type that up in 30 minutes. Talk, talk with me. Oh yeah, we started out. That's dictated. how it started. That's yeah. right. right. That makes me feel a little better. And then better. you're just like, well, this is too slow and you know, I'll just deal with it. And well, I think it probably evolved to me saying, well, don't you want to mention blah blah Like, don't then, you want to bring up da 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 And then that was probably <laughs> followed up with, why don't I run to the hills and hide for a while? Right. Uh, I was such an enabler. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. So the beef, the biff email is the way to handle all yeah. those things. So here's how I would do it. If I had to do it again, Christina, I would, all those nasty grams that she sent, I would only say something along the lines of your attempt to oh, yeah. your portray attempt me to- in a negative light has been, been noted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yep. Anything that needed real addressing, like, yes, I will drop her off after volleyball at 530. <laughs> Yep. It'll be the end of it. And yep. It, and that was. And I love that you say that because yeah, that's that's exactly what we well, had. That's exactly hours of my life thinking same. about this and Mark just as much or more. Oh my God! Ridiculous. From dealing with these nasty grams and dealing like I'm gonna I'm gonna refute all of these things and of course mm-hmm. then refutation is refuted. Such a waste of it's, time. Yeah, it's a waste of time because they're not they're not interested. They're like, oh, I see the light or, oh, I see this is how that. You know, they're not interested in seeing anything. They're no interested in conflict it just takes so long to realize that though it takes yeah. so long to realize that you're not dealing with a normal person they're not normal <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah so i want to talk about that for a second too um so i think as you know stepmoms we tend to look at our partner and be like hey man how'd you pick that one <laughs> like uh have you throughout your like Marit, have you looked at him throughout your relationship and been like seriously yeah for sure i mean i'm I'm not gonna even pretend like i didn't do that a million times like dude what were you thinking Um, and so yeah the little brain was doing the thinking yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, she said uh, yes we're all good yeah i you know but i mean who among us, except for some outliers, who would really get involved with someone that was in unhinged and knowingly get involved with them? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I never would have had a kid with my ex knowing how things would end. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's a complicated question, but you know what I mean. Like, I knowing that he was going to be like, ah, actually, I don't want to do this after all and like split. I, mm-hmm. That's probably not someone I would have thought I was going to spend my life with and gotten serious about in the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, and who knew that these things were going to happen? And right. so, just like we didn't know what being a stepmom would be like, right? It's just it's good like, back to that. But but yeah, for sure, I would say that for me personally, and getting angry at Dan, I did definitely have my moments where I was like, "How did you get us into this fucking situation? Oh, sure. Like how? Like why?" why did you do that? Why did you get involved with her at all? Why aren't you? And then, and you know, but the thing that made me angriest was just, why won't you stand up for yourself? 
why yep. won't you stand up for yourself? Why That's do you a skill. let her treat you like that? It just made me so angry. And also maybe anger on another, another level too, because you're such an amazing dad. You're just an unbelievable father. You're so loving and you're so, you're amazing with the kids and just this incredible dad. And since I have been raising a daughter with no father, essentially, because he just was not super involved, I really understood how critical it was for to have a dad. I mean, obviously we all know it's important to have a dad in a kid's life, but it was a very personal topic for me. And that, um, so, so to be dealing with an ex who was not only not respecting of the importance of a father's role in her daughter's life, but actively trying to destroy that with, mm -hmm. you know, with no thought for her daughter's future relationships, her daughter's future therapy bills, right. her daughter's future health and happiness, let alone destroying her daughter's childhood. I mean, we could just start there, but it just, it made me livid. I mean, I just couldn't comprehend. I literally could not comprehend why someone would deliberately choose this for their child on purpose when I watched my daughter grow up with a fairly uninvolved father and it was just the biggest heartbreak of my life as a mother to see her go through that and suffer because of that. I'm like, why would you inflict that on your kid? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was really hard. That was the hardest part for me. And then also just feeling like, why why must we be at war? Why? Why yeah. does it everything have to be a battle? Why can't we just, I'm not infringing on your territory. We can have our little house over here with our family and it affects you not at all. What is the problem? And I just really couldn't. But again, when, yeah, you're, all, when I, you're dealing with someone who is high conflict, they don't, you there's know, nothing rational, really. It's not rational. Because no, a normal person will try to figure out, well, there's a problem. There's, let's try to figure it out. Let's, let's to, work together. Right. Let's figure this out and get it ironed out. But a high conflict not interested in working it out. They're interested right. in their conflict and their their own motivations, and it doesn't matter what your motivations yeah. are. And so as a normal person, you go in and, and treat it like uh, you would a normal situation where um, you're like, well, we're going to find a way to get through this or get along, and then the other person isn't doing that it takes a while to catch on to that um you know because they're acting so irrationally or so unnatural well, so so <clears throat> i mean in, in normal everyday life when someone you would is never upset, see that like, God, did that really happen did that guy walk up and hit him right. you know it's just like you don't believe it you don't right. want to believe it because it's like gosh nobody would do that well the normal human reaction is when someone is upset is you calm them down right. let me reassure you that's not what happened. Let me reassure you, this is how it won't happen again in the future. Let me right. reassure you, you're, you know, that is, you know, whatever. Let me do whatever I can to reassure you and calm you down. And, but then with a high conflict person, there is no calming down. No, There's no like a narcissist at that point. Well, yeah, but, but then you first have to know what that means. Right. You first right. have to know that high conflict personalities are a thing. Yeah, and they first exist, you have to recognize that. And that these are people who won't calm and down you because don't, they yeah. have their own agenda. So I think we figured that out around year five together. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it took a long time. Yeah, it took a, it took quite a while. It took a really long and, time. And that was uh, was. But but I will say in our defense, <clears throat> I mean the information that's out there now was not there when we were. I mean, right. we were together a long time, and <clears throat> this information just didn't exist back then. It wasn't anywhere out there. Yeah. So eventually we we hit. We, we hit the wall and um, we learned, I forget how it happened, probably through Marin's endless research, mm. um, found mm. out about parent coordinators and that was a lifesaver. That was a game changer. That and a new judge. Oh yeah. The new yeah. judge was huge. That was fantastic. Yeah, both, both those things were well, a massive win for us. <laughs> and also learning about high conflict and also yeah. learning about parental alienation and all of those things together were really eye openers that, oh, we've been approaching everything completely wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But, mm -hmm. and for you too, I mean, if we're talking about husband perspective, that was really eye opening in terms of how bending over backwards for your daughter was actually the wrong thing to do. Right. And right. So I wasn't was, teacher. So here's what happens when you bend over backwards for your kids, you're not teaching them. 
you're teaching them to be a special snowflake when they grow up. If they're, if you're bending over backwards for your ex, then you're teaching your kids how to bend over backwards for your ex as well. So if you want your child to be able to grow up and think for themselves and um, act independently of a dominating parent, then you need to teach them how to do that because that's not an instinctive thing for most of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. So I do want to touch on um, the uniqueness of your relationship in that you're a stepmom, you're a stepdad. So when having these different like parental disagreements or, you know, one person understanding the other person's perspective, do you feel like that was kind of in your advantage that you were both kind of in the step role or oh, no, our step roles were completely had no <laughs> yeah. overlapping in the no, sphere. Yeah. Our experiences were completely different from each other. I had a, so. I had a great experience as a stepfather. <laughs> yeah. I had no problems. I um, probably had way less problems than a bio parent would have with any of their kids growing up. Yeah. My daughter was absolutely, and she is, she is not, she's picky about who she, she still is picky about who she likes, but especially when she was younger, you had to impress that kid before she'd give you the time of day. And she, but she, when she met Dan, she just right away, just crazy about him. Um, it was very unusual for her. And um, <clears throat> yeah, you guys, I don't remember you ever having any issues ever. I mean, yeah. not, I, well, I mean, personality-wise, there is some there's some friction there, and everyone. But as far as the issues as a step parent, right. none, no. zero. No. All I had was a positive experience because I had no competition. I mean, not that it's a competition with the bio parent, right? But he his lack of involvement and his low setting of the bar made it very easy for me to just to, kind of to step in and come in with my white cape. Yeah, you had a, you had a clear role that you could fill. In yeah. my kids' life. Yeah, there was a I, there was a need there. Yeah. And I, I really lacked that in my stepdaughter's life. I just had no there was just no clear place well, that I could any, step any in. Any place that you could have stepped in, her her mom did her best to kick you out of it. Yeah, to keep yeah. you out. Yeah, like I <laughs> any so, way that you could connect, she would try to find a way to counteract that. So I'm an I'm an artist and I was working as a painter when I met Dan and um, oh, did you, did we lose the connection? Yeah. Oh, is it okay? We're good. Is it okay? Okay. Um, so I am an artist and I was working as a painter when I met Dan and my stepdaughter signed up for a painting class at school and I'm like, oh, I'll take you shopping for paintbrushes. This is great. You know, I would love to take you. Let me know when it's time to get your school supplies because I will take you. And I was so excited. Like, this is obviously something. I'm a professional painter. This is a thing that we can do together. I will take you shopping for brushes. I know about paintbrushes. I have an art degree. Let's do this. And yeah. mom took her shopping instead. And it was just it's every time. Oh, my favorite I tried one to, is you got her an iPod oh, yeah, for iPod. her birthday and set it up with her over the weekend that we had her. I, then, no, I did it before. I did it before I gave it to her so that. So it was all when, set up. Yeah, so it would be all set up so she could just, I loaded it with music. I set her up with, you know, the Apple ID. I did everything, preloaded it with music that I knew that she liked. And she took it back to her mom's and they erased it and reset it. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, because her mom couldn't get on and add or change songs or anything. She didn't. She she for whatever reason didn't know the Apple sign on. Well, she didn't even ask for it. No, she didn't ask for it. They just so they yeah. just erased it and started yep. as a brand new device. What heady shit? Yeah, dude. Yep. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> so and and um, I don't know stuff like that all the time. So it was really it was really hard to find a way to connect with my stepdaughter, um, and and also I think made worse by again dan being such an amazing dad and her having limited and continually threatened time with her dad that i for sure was you know a threat to that time mm -hmm. and which i which i understood even i mean at the time i understood that that's really that's like child psychology 101 you know like new partners taking time away from from daddy daughter time um but given the circumstances it just, it just, it was really beyond what I expected 
would be normal. I mean, I kind of expected well, something it like wasn't that. Normal. Right, because it wasn't normal, but I, I didn't know because I've never done this before. No, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we had very different step parenting experiences. Yeah, I had a pretty good cake, cake walk. Uh, I had, yeah. as, as hard as Mart had it, I had it easy. Yeah, and you know, the thing that, um, that I always bitch about is like, yeah. Dan is always like... So, um, can you hear me, guys? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, this connection is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, is it gone? We got this, Christina. I don't know. It Sorry, was- guys. Oh, oh no, hi. are you back? Oh, yeah. hi. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's going on. Oh yeah, we should um for the view for the listeners' sake, we should probably try and wrap this up. I don't know how long we're both gonna have available. I know. This is. This is Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. We'll just save everyone. I will say one thing is that the main irritation between stepdad and stepmom, I don't know if it's for everyone, but that for um, Dan, everybody was like, oh, you know, my daughter, oh, she's so lucky to have you. You are just such a blessing in her life and you're so blah, blah, blah. And I said, in fact, I think it was just a couple of years ago, I said to Dan, you know, never one time has a single person ever said that to me about my stepdaughter. Like not one person has said, oh, she's really lucky to have you. No mm-hmm. one. But I don't think that is, like, I don't think it's because me. I, I think it is a stepmom, stepdad thing. It's like this white knight shit. It's really yeah. exasperating. I think um, I may have said it after you pointed it out. Yeah, I think you did too, because you're yeah, really good. You're like great. That. You bring a lot of good things to Luna's life. I appreciate it. Thanks, honey. Oh, you guys are so cute. So I'm going to wrap this up, but um, just as far as like how you've learned to support each other throughout the whole blended family life, can you give listeners some words of wisdom on the relationship with your partner and how to keep it strong or not kill each other? Yeah, I think, I think you have to apologize a lot and forgive a lot. I think you have to be really compassionate with each other and remember that, um, um, and remember that neither of you presumably has probably done this before, the splendid family thing. And remember too, that there are factors that are extremely complex, way above your pay grade factors at play. It's only been in the last few years that Dan and I, through our endless, endless talking about what went wrong for the first (laughs) decade of our relationship, that we kind of pieced together like, oh, say, you know, that was an abusive marriage, dude. Like you probably had PTSD. Oh yeah. And realized like how much that was a factor in how he interacted with his ex and his daughter. For sure. And if we would have known that earlier, how much different could things have been? And I just, like, I really wish I had been more compassionate and thought of that and. Well, how, how much better could we have handled things had we been operating from that perspective? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I just think, and it's so hard to um, not, to keep your ego out of it and it's so that's a big hard. one there hearing mm-hmm. uh criticisms about your parenting s- style or skills yeah or, or um or about your your kid um and not getting angry about it and just trying to take things at face value yeah it's that's really huge. hard i for sure had a chip on my shoulder about that a little humble pie eh? yeah a little humble pie and <laughs> um yeah so i think you just have to have to be really understanding and if you and it and i also think there's such challenging conversations to navigate that um the main thing we have said multiple times we would do differently counseling counseling we would get help so much sooner right away and then also there's high conflict uh high conflict i go straight to a parent coordinator court court binding parent coordinator because they're the person who are in the trenches with you and can take the time to get to know to both sides and they're going to act in the genuine interest of the kid instead of whatever um gets us through this and the least amount of fighting yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so taking that that power and that control back when you didn't even realize you had it Right. That's huge. Yeah. 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 
I'm, I'm glad you're aware of that, Christina. <laughs> I try and advocate, like, I, especially, I mean, Mart, you know, with the platforms that we have, you know, trying to advocate for these, um, these different family dynamics and the stepmoms that, that message and email and they're just at a loss and it's like, so much of it is, have you talked to your partner about this? What are your conversations like? Yeah. What are your communication styles like? Because like, you know, we said in the, in the beginning of this is so much of it just goes back to, Hey, this isn't like a step family issue. This is straight up our relationship and the way we communicate and how we understand each other and value each, all those things. Like a lot of the advice that I give is based on more relationship advice and more of how to have communication um, with your partner. And so, yeah, like this is, it's like our mission <laughs> to be like, not everyone needs to go through all of the stuff that you guys gone through. God, I hope not. <laughs> Save them 10 years. Yeah, let's. That is honestly a life goal of mine. Let's please shorten other people's learning curves. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say thank you to both you guys for doing what you do out there. You guys definitely bring a lot of peace and sanity to a chaotic world. So appreciate your efforts out there. I mean, it's a huge, huge public awareness campaign that needs to happen for the step family world. Thanks, honey. Thank you. Well, thank you, Dan, and thank you, Marit, for joining. Um, I'm sure I, I would love to have you on again. Um, for those who don't know who Marit is, um, she can be found on Instagram at Blended Frappe. Blended, uh, blended Family Frappe. I'll put all of that in the um, notes. And um, yeah, thank you again. Thank you thank so much. Christina. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast, or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you, and you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.